this boat into the water Find a way to win a couple dollars Whatever man says is the cold front coming down Bring it on, I've seen it all by now I can catch some shallow, I can catch some deep Open water or the back of the creek The wind and rain to me is all the same I make a living playing this game And I thank the Lord above every time I can Well, Kyle, you dialed up the perfect bumper music for this segment. Welcome back to Gone Outdoor Radio on Kello News Talk and KWSN in Sioux Falls and KFGO, the mighty 790 in Fargo. Uh, and that opening segment, Kyle and I chatted a little bit about the fact that we were at a tournament last weekend, uh, the FM Walleye's Cormorant Fall Classic. And we are honored to have the winners of that tournament, Jeremy Kropinski and Thomas Brynaldson. I told you I was going to struggle with that name. Nah, you did good. My <laughs> eyes and my brain uh, just don't always work together. Welcome to Gone Outdoors, guys. This is the first time you've been on Gone Outdoors, and congratulations uh, for you. you guys to win that event. It's pretty, pretty special. Jeremy, you've been fishing tournaments for a long time. What does it mean for you to win? I believe this is the first time you've won an FM Wallet Classic Cup. What does this mean to you to come out first place against this field of anglers? Very special, to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> very surprised and humbled that we had the opportunity to do that. So, Not only did you guys win, you guys come out with, and it probably attributed to the win. As a matter of fact, I know it did. You guys had the number one big fish and the number two big fish of the day. They were both 26 and three-quarter inches long, which is an amazing feat on a natural minnesota lake those are beautiful fish and they get to them in the same day um that's pretty darn cool a lot of the guys had a great great pre-fish uh was that the same with you guys oh honestly we struggled a little bit on friday um it's hard to say we struggled because I, i'd say we scanned more than we fished you know so we just did fish too much but we were more so focused on finding those nice and marks but we, we had a good idea of where the fish were um, and we're kind of leaving up, you know, the bite to be the bite uh, on Saturday or Sunday, I should say. But, uh, you know, we didn't want to spook fish or beat fish up too much. Um, but, you know, to say that we are 100% confident and feeling amazing going in, um, I think that would be a lie. <laughs> what would you say, Jeremy? I, that's correct. Okay, but uh, it was, it was going to be just see what happens type of deal. You know, and and a one day tournament, you 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 got to go in there with the game plan, right? And you got to be able to adjust and adapt. How did your day play out when you hit the water Sunday morning? Uh, you go to your first spot. Was it kind of how you had scripted it, or were you kind of flying around going to Plan B? It went as about as well as possibly pl- planned. We got <clears throat> lucky, got an early number. We got to the spot, and we had two fish in the first fifteen twenty minutes. And I think we had six on the card in the first hour. We got pretty lucky there. Wow, good for you yeah, guys. That's a, awesome. A lot of the people I talked to, and myself included, struggled. We had great pre-fishes, and then that that four inches of rain the night before really just put the hammer down on those fish, and they would not go for nothing. You could not get them to bite. So we ended up scrambling all day. So without giving out any of your secrets, unless you want to, 
We'll take them. If you want to tell us exactly where you were, what you were using, how deep you were, and all that kind of stuff, we'll take it. Especially me, because as you saw from the standings, we kind of made bookends on those standings. Uh, I could take every bit of help that you would be willing to offer. Give our listeners just a few little tips as to what you guys were doing that allowed you to bring home that first place trophy. Yeah, well, I, I guess I could start, Jeremy. Um, so we had Jeremy working a, you know, a, a nice side on a giant Minnowana bobber, you know, nothing special. And um, we were set up just kind of on kind of the edge of structure. I mean, there's no big secret there, right? It's walleye fishing. Um, but, you know, what really helped us was we did use our technology to scan around and just see where those fish were. And, you know, we saw the fish on top, on the side, and even some hanging off the edge. And we just made those real solid, accurate casts at those fish. Um, and I think, you know, getting our face in the in close proximity of the right mark um, really helped us out, especially early in the morning. Um, you know, using that technology, you could see how the fish were kind of utilizing that structure. Um, for example, we saw that they're, they're kind of cruising the top edge of it. So we we're able to, you know, I was able to pitch up, you know, a minnow on a lindy up there, let the minnow do more of the work, um, that type of thing. But, you know, to start the morning, it was a more minnow-based bite. Jeremy, before we give you a chance to uh, to talk about this subject a little bit, um, Thomas, you said you were using giant minnows. What do you consider oh, a giant saying, minnow? Because because that really played a part in our success as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say giant, but, you know, I was like in that five to six inch range of type of minnow, um, at, you know, livelier the better, better type of thing. And the way I was fishing them, I was kind of pinning them down and not really moving them. I was letting the minnow do the work. I didn't want there to be too much else going on. I, I do think that helps you given the mood of the fish. I think just letting the minnow do its thing really helps. And I'm guessing, based on what it, most everybody is using in tournament, and this shouldn't be a su- surprise, um, you were probably using creek chubs. Creek chubs are suckers. They're in the bag, yeah. There's a mixture of red tail creek chubs and suckers, yeah. All right, Jeremy, your turn. Tell, tell us um, your secret. We're trying to get you guys to slip up something good. <laughs> We're basically fishing right on a point. It's pretty much no community hole right out west on the west access there. Um, but I was running a bobber and a medium le- or medium sucker for most of the, just about the whole day. And just got it within a foot of the bottom and just kept, kept casting in front of the fish and just wait, wait and hope. So, so, so with my walleye angler brain, um, I'm trying to figure all this out while you guys are talking. And it really makes a lot of sense because uh, with that cold front and that rain the night before, it really tended to slow down the metabolism, which is why a lot of the anglers struggled. And a slip bobber presentation is probably the most neutral presentation that you can use. You just put that in front of their face and it makes them bite. And I think that's a great, great tip for our anglers. If the fish aren't feeding, slow down and put something in front of their face until they finally decide they have to eat it. I'd agree with that. Yep, definitely agree. And actually that kind of leads into what we had to switch to later on. You know, our spot did kind of dry up and got slow around that 11 o'clock hour. Um, we had a decent little bag, but I don't, we had that one nice surfish on there, but mostly everything else was in that 21 inch range. And we knew that wasn't uh, going to be enough. So we made a move um, to one of my confident spots on the lake and, um, from there, you know, knowing a little later, they a little slower, I actually transitioned to um, a drop down and worm. And that, uh, so Jeremy also picked up a real nice 24 in that area, but I got our second 26 on that drop down and worm. And I also got like a 21 and a half or 22 there as well. And same thing, uh, just slow, dropped it on their head and let them, that, uh, 
that little worm drop to the bottom. You could literally watch the wall I go nose down, tail up, and then you feel that nice little thud, you know, thud. And I think, you know, slowing it down even more, especially as the day progressed, uh, kind of helps us feel the deal with getting those upgrades at the end. Great strategies, guys, to get those upgrades. And I got to believe those upgrades were key to, to bringing that trophy home. Just as, as a general sense, not an ex- necessarily an exact number, but about how many fish did you catch over the course of that day? We caught 12 walleyes and probably at least that many, if not more, uh, smallmouth bass. There oh, are. They're the bass. Hey, I'm guessing that apparently it seems. <laughs> there's a few smallies in that lake, yes. that's for sure. Yes, there's Holy a lot smallies. of smallies in there. They're fun to catch. Uh, they are a blast to catch. Um, the only one time when they're probably not is when you're in a tournament. When you're in a walleye tournament, uh, then they're then it just kind of frustrates you when you're catching smallmouth instead of walleyes. But uh, that if lake, one breaks your, especially if one breaks your rod early yep. in the morning. Yep. <laughs> oh no, that sounds like a story there. Sounds like a whole story yeah. there that we probably don't have time for, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but you guys want enough money where you can replace that rod pretty darn easily, guys. Again, yeah, got a good warrant. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, very impressive win and uh, well-deserved because you guys are a couple of the nicest guys in our regional area of fishing. Um, congratulations again, and thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right, stick around, and we'll be back with more of Hall of Fame angler Ron Sherry. And I thank the Lord above every time I can. I get 